Capital Market Insights from ICMA. Greetings and a warm welcome to the ICMA FinTech Podcast, a series where we explore the technological innovation in and transformation of the international capital markets. I'm Oliver Tinkler, Head of Communications and Press for ICMA. As an international trade association, ICMA is involved with the intricate landscapes of primary, secondary, repo and collateral markets, and we understand the pivotal role of market electronification. Throughout this series, we'll bring you conversations with ICMA's fintech vendor members, the driving forces behind the innovation shaping our capital markets. Today, we are delighted to be joined by Matthew Vincent and Jonathan Lee of Kaizen. Matthew, Jonathan, many thanks for joining us today. And to start with, for those unfamiliar with Kaizen, can you tell us a little about yourself and your company? Sure. Good morning, everyone. So my name is Matthew Vincent. Um, I've been at Kaizen now for just close on 18 months. I'm a managing director. Um, I work primarily on the Mifir SME team, um, but I lead on our controls framework product. Prior to that, I was at the London Stock Exchange where I was the Mifir expert SME on the for the approved reporting mechanism. And prior to that, I was head of trade and transaction reporting at Credit Suisse for five years. And altogether, I've got about 20 years of regular reporting experience, business, compliance, technology and operations. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks very much, uh, Matthew. I'm Jonathan Lee. I'm a senior regulatory reporting specialist at Kaizen. I've been at Kaizen for five and a half years. And prior to my time at Kaizen, I was in charge of the fixed income regulatory reporting team at JP Morgan for, for the previous 11 years. And I actually began my career as an interest rate strategist at uh, BZW and, and Barclays Capital, where I spent uh, nine years from the late 1990s. So I have around 17 years of regulatory reporting experience. I've been very closely involved in the, the shadow banking agenda and the SFT reporting agenda really since 2012. And I was a former chair of the ICMA's European Repo and Collateral Council Task Force on SFTR. So to dig into Kaizen a little deeper, what is the core innovation or the unique features that set your fintech product apart? So Kaizen is principally a firm responsible for providing quality assurance in the trade and transaction reporting space across the trade and transaction reporting regulations in the G20. We dif differentiate ourselves from many of our peers because it, it's not software as a service. It's in fact a, a fully managed service. We have dedicated subject matter experts for every regulation that, that we cover. We support those regulations, not only with the, um, the backup and the support from the subject matter experts, but also we have a Kaizen community where we bring regulatory reporting professionals together. We take reports that have been submitted to trade repositories and to approved reporting mechanisms. We then subject those reports to uh, a very large number of regulatory tests. We'd suggest it is the most extensive set of regulatory uh, reporting tests that are conducted in, in the industry. These go a very long way above and beyond the validation rules, really looking for um, fields and reports that um, they may be valid, they may pass the validation rules at a trade repository, for example, but we can either prove that they are conclusively wrong 
or we have very strong reason to doubt the population of those fields, and therefore we would raise queries. So this um, really represents our, our flagship Report Shield accuracy testing service. So we provide this service for regulatory regimes such as SFTR, money market statistical reporting in the European Union, sterling money market data reporting in the UK, MIFID from both, both a post-trade transparency and also a transaction reporting perspective, and, and further regulations such as uh, FinFrag covering derivatives in Switzerland, SESTA covering securities in Switzerland, the EMIR reporting regime in, in Europe for derivatives, and uh, CFTC and other regulations, both in the United States, across Asia and, and the world. In addition to the accuracy testing services, we also offer advanced regulatory reconciliations. This is where we take the reports that um, have been submitted to the trade repository. We then recreate those reports with our interpretation of the particular regulation, taking data from all of the golden sources of data that the firm our client is ingesting. And we then reconcile those uh, reports that we've created against the reports that have actually been submitted. And this is the principal means of identifying under and over reporting. We also provide extensive uh, training services in relation to, to all of these regulations. As uh, Matthew mentioned earlier, we provide uh, controls frameworks where there may be um, some areas for improvement in that area for compliance departments. And finally, we provide uh, assistance and testing in relation to reference data. But this is just the, the Kaizen reporting part of the firm. In addition to Kaizen reporting's uh, traditional services, we've also branched out with the Kaizen group into a number of uh, new services and a number of um, affiliate uh, companies. So these include the repo market data service provided by London Reporting House. We offer a shareholding disclosure service where you have those obligations. We provide surveillance solutions, research management. And finally, I'll just mention that we also have a, an offering called the single rule book. So this is an integrated software solution that enables you to search, share, and manage regulatory rules on a single digital platform. Thank you very much. Was there anything you'd like to add, Matthew, to that? Yeah, there are four key features um, of any of the Report Shield accuracy services. The first one is our aim to minimize the time spent providing data. So where possible, we get that data directly um, from the arm, from the trade repository, from the, um, from the regulator. So we test the same record that the regulator has. Uh, secondly, we take a comprehensive business profile from the client before doing any testing. Um, and this profile data allows us to enhance the accuracy of the results and reduce false or misleading results. Thirdly, the tests themselves. The tests are built by our unrivaled team of um, subject matter regulatory reporting experts. Um, we consume large quantities of industry reference data, LEIs, ISINs, FERDs, etc., um, which combined with the reporting, combined with the profiling, allows us to produce a comprehensive set of test results, 
which are then delivered to clients via the Kaizen Reporting Hub. And of course, the main driver for anything that we do is client service. Um, the technology allows us to process the high volumes of data and produce the excellent results. It allows the profiling of clients. Um, we also now provide peer group comparison, reduce the false positives so the clients get actionable items rather than the than noise. And that's the, a big feature of, of, of the work that we're doing. Um, and the SMEs, so the regulatory reporting experts are supporting the client with understanding the regulation, applying the regulation to their specific business model, and no two clients are the same in that regard. Um, and we assist them with the clients with the remediation activity they need to take to get their reporting good. Um, and this creates a, a, a virtuous circle of self-improvement. So for each test run, each set of results, and the subsequent analysis, then that feeds back into the testing where we'll adjust the testing and, and, and improve the output of subsequent runs, not only in, for that particular client, but also if that, in, if that finding impacts wider clients, then it will feed into the, 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 greater, the greater good. Um, so combination of reg expertise, solid technology is core to what we do and is embedded in all of our, our products. Um, and we're not just providing the technology, which is what we see a number of other vendors do in this space. Um, and again, Jonathan mentioned we're a community. We're a community, so we connect reg reporting professionals at client firms with our regulatory experts, um, and we provide educational events and opportunities for networking in within that that community. Thank, thanks very much. Uh, I can you talk a little about what in, inspired the development of this solution and and you know how it addresses a particular need or a, or a challenge in, in your space? Sure. Thank you. Dario Crispini, our CEO, he's the former head of the transaction monitoring unit at the FSA in the UK. He grew very tired of the poor data quality that he witnessed, and he was very keen to improve data quality standards. So he established Kaizen in 2013 and really set about introducing regulatory testing to raise those standards. It's fair to say that there are no prizes for being the best at reg regulatory reporting, and many firms really struggle to achieve consistent, good quality, compliant reporting. Nevertheless, signing up for periodic regulatory testing, it will ensure that not only is your current reporting brought up to scratch, Firms will be able to ensure that all regulatory changes are reported correctly and that any internal or external system changes don't break the reports either. So really um, some, some key um, enhancements there to a, a firm's controls uh, framework and environment to make sure that they uh, achieve a much higher standard of regulatory compliance. And can you share any insights considering what kind of where you sit in in the industry can you share any insights into you know what trends you're seeing and 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 how your product is positioned uh, to evolve over over the medium term say around kind of four to five years i think in the from the external trends um we see and we hear from our clients that the regulators are stepping up their inquiries their challenges um into the quality of data reported across all the regimes. Um, I think Brexit and COVID probably slowed that after MIFID, certainly MIFID went live, MIFID 
2 went live. Um, <clears throat> but the word is that regulators are becoming less patient with data quality. Um, markets generally, we've all had the inflation story, the interest rate story, so there's been a more volatility and no regulator wants to be at the centre of the next the next crisis. And so we think that's probably driving some more of that increased regulatory interest um, in data quality. I think very important to note was the Bank of England's report that came out earlier in 2023 onto the September 22 guilt crisis, where the Bank of England took pains to, to highlight that they had used regulatory reports in the analysis of that um, event that occurred back in back in that September, um, <clears throat> so any inaccurate data within that report would have would have been flagged up and, and certainly waved a red flag across the regulatory community whilst looking into that particular market volatility. Um, and, uh, and we've got Emir refit is now so it's, I think that's April we go live Emir refit that's a huge change in the Emir reporting obligation. UK MIR refit, so that will follow on fairly quickly towards the end of the year. And at the end of December, um, the EU concluded their EU MIFIR review with new text for the, MIF the transaction reporting rules, and that will fall into um, development of the technical standards in 24. So EMIR, MIR 24, and then probably MIFIR in 25, and there's lots of other post-trade and other reporting obligations that are certainly volatile. From our perspective internally, um, three core drivers of innovation. We're always looking at making it easier for the client to interact with us. So getting the data in the first place um, and then the subsequent interacting with that data in more intelligent ways using our Kaizen Hub. Two, we're always, as I mentioned earlier, we're always focusing on improving those test results. Um, the relevance to each individual firm and maximize that positive error, error detection. So we're doing that, combining the technology with the regulatory reporting experts that we have in-house. And third, we're always forward-looking to the changes in the regulation. So the testing is always responsive to reg change and changes in regulatory interpretation. Um, FCA announced last year they'd reduce supervisory priority on a number of fields. So we've adjusted the testing to take that into account. Um, and you know, technology, we're using the latest and the best to improve that client experience. Thank you very much for that. I, I, actually, you mentioned kind of forward-looking uh, forward views, but, but thinking back, I suppose, kind of uh, to earlier in Kaizen's history, how did the market kind of welcome the solution? And, you know, in, in your experience, have you faced any obstacles when, when presenting Kaizen? So we've been a company operating for over now, just over 10 years. Um, and we started when the word regtech was, I don't like in its infancy, it didn't exist. It wasn't a word that anybody used. Um, so we were at the beginning. At the start, we found firms were reluctant to engage with third party providers in this regulatory reporting space. And um, it was something that was very much kept in-house and that's certainly my own experience in the firms that I've worked out it was done in-house front to back um, that has changed one as we've onboarded clients and so you know the, the the understanding of what we do and how we do it and how successful we were at doing it spread but also I think more broadly 
reg tech, getting things done outside by experts in the regulatory reporting sphere became more common and more widely acceptable. Some of the words I wish I changed. Um, We've got a very broad client base now. Um, We have firms, tier one, tier five, across all shapes and sizes, investment banks, hedge funds, traditional buy side. Um, Predominantly, that client base is UK, but we had a very good year in mainland Europe in 23. We've extended our reach into the into, onto the mainland quite 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 extensively last year, and we also have US and APAC clients. Firms welcome the quality assurance, and they welcome the third party. When they're not marking their own homework, which is great from a regulatory lens perspective. Um, It allows them to demonstrate to their regulators that they're doing stuff, they're getting results, and then most importantly, when they've got the results, they're doing something with that information to then make the reporting better. Um, And I think as Jonathan alluded earlier, firms, systems, and people change. So we do encounter a number of clients where people have changed, systems have moved on, and, and, and clients, again, we've got this it was built, it runs, can can you come in and tell us that it's doing the right thing? Because none of us were here at the beginning. Um, so we've picked up quite a lot of sort of historic remediation business in the last couple of years as a result of some of that change process happening. Um, and we, we ourselves can't stand still, and we don't. Um, the competition in the sector has increased over the last few years, particularly. Um, but we believe that our Data science, technology, regulatory expertise combined, you know, just working to improve that client experience, make their lives as easy as possible, give them the best value output that we can, will continue to serve clients and our, obviously then ourselves well. That, that's fascinating. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that. And, and and I picked up on a couple of points there, certainly on the competition side, but also it's clear that, you know, regulation is very much at the heart of of, of what, what Kaizen do. My, my question then is about kind of balancing innovation in, in your solution to, uh, you know, regulatory compliance. Is there any difficulty there? Do you, especially as, you know, fixed income is a constantly kind of evolving landscape? I think that the uh the, the balancing act is is certainly something that that we work on literally every day we've recently introduced the the kaizen hub this enables us to present results and provide much greater clarity giving firms the opportunity to slice and dice those results we certainly have to innovate um continuously and and really look to reinvent ourselves not only to continue to produce a class leading solution uh to keep existing clients um, happy and, and, and to retain them, but also to ensure that we can engage with, with prospects, with innovative new ideas. We certainly um, strive to be preeminent thought leaders, and you'll see that we produce a, a very large volume of blogs and we appear at uh, many uh, industry forums and, and uh, conferences, really providing that sort of direction and making sure that we keep a step ahead of our our competitors. The other thing that I'd note is whilst it's very clear that 
the regulations these days, they're not directives, they are regulations. They are legally enshrined both in the EU and the UK, for, for example. But regulator scrutiny and enforcement is much more varied than the particular jurisdiction in, in which you're based, such that different national competent authorities have very, very different areas of focus. So we really need to um, concentrate on what those different areas of focus are and make sure that we continue to evolve our regulatory testing to make sure that we're encapsulating all of those particular concerns of particular regulators. The other area of innovation, so certainly, I mean, looking beyond Europe, regulations are increasingly taking on much more of a global dimension. So with uh, things like uh, the, the EMIR refit that's uh, currently being introduced, we have these um, globally agreed critical data elements that are captured through the, the EMIR refit. And this really reflects the sort of interconnectedness of, of global markets and the need for greater harmonization. So again, you know, our, our testing not only needs to look at the existing regulations, but also how they're likely to evolve, evolve how you can best future-proof yourselves against something that may represent a query today, but in 2025, we may have to turn into an error simply because the reg regulatory scrutiny has been, has been stepped up. We are generally looking at uh, re regulatory requirements that are still becoming more stringent. So our regulatory testing, it has to involve evolve not only to ensure that we keep on top of, of regulatory change and compliance, but also all of these different regulator perspectives and, and the, the global uh, harmonization aspect too. That's great. Thank, thanks very much, Jonathan, for that. I've, I've one final question and it's, it's you know, we're recording this now at, in, in early January. Just one, one final question from me. Uh, we're recording this podcast in kind of early January, 2024. And, you know, just thinking about the year ahead, do you have any kind of particular kind of hopes or aspirations for, for Kaizen that you want to achieve over the course of this year? I think the number one for us this year, or at least in the first half, is to get us and our clients across the line for MA refit. So we are heavily involved in supporting clients. Possibly, we, we did it for Mithia, um, but we're now doing it for Emir, and then that's supporting clients at implementation. Real, realistically, in the past, it's always been the regs are live. We're doing this reporting. Can you tell us we're doing it correctly? Whereas at this point, we're actually very heavily involved in clients pre-testing, and we're pre-discussing and pre-adapting, ready for go live. So I'd say first six months of the year, let's get through Emir refit. And the second six months is going to be let's get through UK refit, whilst in the, at the time enhancing that client experience, as I discussed across all of the re regimes. And then once we put our tools in, in, in 20, end of 2024, we'll be then gearing up for MIFIR, EU MIFIR review. That's great. Thank you very much, Matthew. Well, I mean, I'd just like to, to, to finish off. Thanks very much indeed, Matthew, Jonathan, for joining me today on the podcast. Uh, final word from me that if you'd like to learn any more about ICMA's work across fintech and digitalization then please look at the episode description where we've included links to some useful resources but just uh, another kind of big 
thanks again to, to Matthew and John, Jonathan for joining me today and uh, join us next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more ICMA podcasts and further information on capital markets, please visit our website, icmagroup.org.